0: Hello and welcome to BizNation, your home for micro and small business help. Join us as we unpack all the pain points in starting or running your small business. If you're looking for support in business, join us on Facebook, micro and small business support group. Your host Kerry Zarb, brings you discussions, interviews and many hints and tips to get you all set in your business. So sit back and enjoy as we launch into today's episode. On today's episode, we have the amazing Dr. John Hagliasis. John began his career when he graduated from the University of Melbourne in 1998 with a Bachelor in Dentistry. John and his wife Joanne founded a South Melbourne Dental Clinic in 2011, which was quickly listed as BRW's Fast 100 in Australia for 2011 and 2012 growing from two chairs to eight chairs and a small team to a massive crew of over 50 team members. And let me tell you, this is no ordinary dental clinic. This practice has six-star luxury customer service and it's a day spa for your smile. It's fantastic. John also loves technology and finding ways to incorporate this into his practice for accuracy and efficiency was always a highest priority. With a massive 4,000 plus clear aligner cases completed, his passion for cosmetic dentistry has seen him change patient lives both nationally and internationally. John also is an acclaimed speaker in the dental industry with his business, Aorta Australia, and he's also the president of Australasian Clear Aligner Society. I really could make a whole episode all about John's accolades and thoroughly enjoy it. I have personally worked with John for over eight years and can testify to his passion, drive and determination. So on with the show and it's great to have you here, John.
1: Pleasure to be here. Wonderful. Thanks for having me, Gary.
0: You're welcome. So, John, the first thing I wanted to ask you was when you first started, was there something that happened that you didn't see coming in your business?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um... It was the GFC at the time, the the global financial crisis back in 2007, 2008. I had just bought um, the other part of the associateship and I was the owner of the whole practice, a two-chair practice in South Melbourne. And then, you know, life happened, as they say. And so that was, um, you know, a real baptism of fire that, you know, you're taking over a business and had grand plans and then other things happen, like we're going through now with COVID. Um, so it was probably the best thing that ever happened because it forced um, to innovate. It forced necessity to to make the business grow and flourish despite what was happening around us. So yeah, that's probably the most obvious example. And I think COVID sort of history repeating itself from a from a business perspective.
0: Yeah, and and on a whole other level as well. So the like said,
1: the yeah, the
0: was massive, but this this COVID thing is just, yeah, another level.
1: You can never never predict when change is going to force you to have to happen. So you just need to embrace it is probably the the message there. So yeah, that's probably the obvious example which resonates as we speak with the whole COVID pandemic.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And if you could jump in a DeLorean, just to refer to Back to the Future, if you could jump in a DeLorean, what would you do
1: differently? Look, I don't like looking back. I get asked this question all the time. I don't like looking back and saying, What if I did? No regrets. It's always forward, never look back. But if I could jump into the lawyer and look back at my business, you know, career and, and, and history, I would tap myself on the shoulder ten, fifteen years ago and say enjoy the ride law."
0: Yeah.
1: Right. But not change anything.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And what do you think the, and and something that you're happy to share with the listeners, what has been the hardest thing that you've encountered in business career? Taking in mind that obviously you don't want to, you know, look back, but if you had to, had to share something.
1: Look, I think it's, it's, it's trying to find that balance between, you know, work life. I think that's been something that, um, probably my biggest regret has always been, uh, not having that ability to have balanced it. I I think, Hindsight's a wonderful thing, and and grey hairs help you sort of see things in a different lens. But I think having a better balance is something that I wish I did yet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, awesome, and a proud moment. What is your proudest moment in your business journey?
1: Look, I think it's when now that I'm doing consulting and, and teaching uh, other clinicians and supporting them is looking back and seeing that the profession, the dental profession, is is adopting what. We did 10, 15 years ago. Uh, we were ahead of our time. I don't think we realize it until now when people are adopting what was for us, you know, pioneering territory for not just Australia in dentistry, but globally with scanners and, and doing what Smile Direct Club is now introducing. It's what we were doing more than a decade ago during the GFC. So to see practices now doing in share whitening like we introduced um and 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 seeing the innovation now becoming mainstream i think that's rewarding no one really knows no one really cares but to see that i've had a made a difference to the profession that's been rewarding yeah
0: yeah yeah for sure for sure and if you could give advice um, for someone in business about team management what what are some key pieces of team management? Because as I said in the intro, you know it's, it's turned into a large team at the dental practice. So what would be your yes. team management advice to someone in business?
1: I think you need to be clear as the leader what you want and why you want it. So your team follows you. If you don't understand or know what you are wanting or why you're getting into this business that you're setting up, then your team won't follow and that affects your hr your recruitment um so and then you you need to know and understand that your team are your biggest assets so you need to make sure you set this the 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 team's philosophy correct and the buck stops with you there's no one else to blame but yourself if things if you don't recruit appropriately or the team culture changes so it's important to get that right from the beginning and stay true to your to what you value as as an individual, and then as a business and an organisation.
0: So what you're saying is your
1: why, your purpose yeah, needs to. Benx why I think we all know how we do our and what we do, but I think understanding at a deeper level why you do it and it becomes a personal thing, um, and that then establishes the values that you want to entrench into your into your business community that you're starting to set up and you start off with one person that next person that comes into your into your business that helps and supports your growth needs to share those values that you start but if you aren't clear then you're not going to find it hard and it's a journey and it's and it changes and it evolves and things like pandemic will happen and gfc crisis will happen it's understanding that when the worst things that happen around you personally and professionally you've got the ability to draw on those values because it's those values that will get you through and get you out of trouble and allow you to grow and prosper. So it's that why. It's understanding why you're doing it from a personal and a professional business level. So I think I can't reiterate that. That is probably the most fundamental. Uh, And many people talk about it, but I I think it's it's not truly understood and it's taken me 20 years to understand it, but it's never more valuable um, to understand you know why you do what you do, why do you get out of bed and expect your team to get out of bed um, to to share the the journey that you're doing?
0: Yeah, and translating that to the team because like you said, it's very personal to you um in your business. So translating that to your team must be must be quite a challenge for a business owner. Um, and I think yourself and Joanne have done that really well. Like the the Freedom Team became a family in its in its own right. And like you said, a, a community in itself. So that's the living organism in the business that's that's driving that passion that you've got as from your why and and moving forward together as a team.
1: Correct, because there's, there's nothing that I could have done without a team around me that supported uh, and shared that vision and and the vision evolved because of them. Um, You know, the, the business isn't a person, it is an organism like you said, and it grows and you, you feed it, you provide it sunlight, you provide it, the essentials and it grows. If you don't, it suffers. Um, And I think that's the philosophy you need to do, whether you're growing, uh, you know, raising a child or or starting a business, it's the same principles. It's, it's, it's the, it's the, I guess, the roadmap of, of life that you want to sort of instill into your business to, to help it cultivate and grow in the, in, the, in the way you want it to grow and, and prosper.
0: Yeah, definitely. And another question I've got for you, what has been the, the most and the least enjoyable thing for you about being a business owner?
1: Oh, gee. Look, I think the most enjoyable thing is, you know, knowing that you're making a difference um, and that you're making a change. I think that's always, that's my personal why, is to innovate, disrupt the industry. Um, and that's been something that's been, you know, rewarding when you see that change. Um, not while you're in it, but, you know, looking back at it. I think the worst thing that I find, or the most frustrating thing is always, you um, Having such high expectations of your team around you, and 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 you know managing people, it's the hardest thing. Yeah. Managing a team, you know, it's a team sport business, um, and you're going to have you know team members that, that are up, team members that are down, team members that surprise you, team members that disappoint you. It's it's balancing that in and taking that on board, and 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 trying to work out how to get the best of your team around you, because uh, it's frustrating because just when you think you know, you've you've won a game of footy and and you're ready for the next challenge, and someone moves on or someone changes. So it's it's that dynamic of maintaining the the business lifeblood, which is the team members that make it happen. Um, dealing with those those members um, is is I've found that the most challenge and still find it the most challenging uh, aspect of running any organisation or any business uh, or any startup is managing a team of of people and getting the best out of each other. Yeah. A disappointment is okay. when you, when you have a failure, when you have something that happens that you know knocks all your plans for six and and it's feeling like starting again. I hate that feeling. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. It's part of the it's part of the 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 journey, the experience um and you you look at it and, and say so, yes, you've you've invested you have to start again, but it also means there's the opportunity of finding a different path or a different person that can help you. So it's um, definitely the, the hardest part I've had to deal with is that that up and down roller coaster of dealing with people.
0: Yeah, can't
1: live with them, can't live without them.
0: And I think as business owners, we can all kind of resonate with the fact that losing control—you know, when it's at yeah. when it. It's taken True. out of your control, and team team members is the probably one of the you know peak areas that that happens because people's lives change, their objectives change, their goals change as a as an individual, and that doesn't always resonate with our goals and our vision of, of the business. So they move on,
1: you know. Yeah, and I, and I think it's something that what we're trying to do and cultivate is the is the freedom train analogy. We all jump on this train at some point, whether we like it or not, we're going to jump off. Uh, Whether it's from natural causes or otherwise and it's how you conduct yourself as a team And I think that's part of that culture those values that we're all on this train as a family We all have to respect and appreciate that we're going to jump off It's how you want your team members that are currently with you to jump off You don't want them to do it nasty or something that detriments the rest of the family. So you cultivate that that Those values to ensure that we're on this together that support each other, but if we're not Working together, the train will derail if we're going to leave the train let's do it with with respect and 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 professional conduct that that's mutually beneficial to everyone yeah. and we we've, we've tried to do that well and we have staff that come back after a few years where they've realized you know they were actually happy with with us so I think you set that that those value system um, you then encourage and and allow people to move and come back whether it's know family reasons starting a family uh, or moving you then find sometimes they come back or refer uh, like-minded people to come back so I think that's an important part that I've learned over that journey I hate it but I think I realized it's just part of life and and you can build make that into a strength and and galvanize the culture uh, within your business
0: yeah definitely So, John, give us a a game-changing moment for you in dentistry. What's something that's come along in in your years in dentistry that's really changed the whole industry?
1: Yeah, look, I think the the values that I said and and the passion that I had was to make dentistry more of a six-star service, customer service, make it more custom-centric or patient-centric rather than dentist-centric. This mindset of having a dentist, um, playing golf and 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 that stereotype of you know I'll choose and decide when I do and what I do. I think that was something that we wanted to do, um, and we've done that uh, and made it uh, centri- uh, you know patient centric. But that wouldn't have made it, it wouldn't have happened so easily if technology didn't come in the right place at the right time. So it was this time ten years ago we got our first inter-oral scanner, the first iTero scanner in in Australasia and it transformed the ability to communicate data um, and then photography. And I think this whole social, this whole technological age and this revolution that's happening with data and social media has been really what's helped make the vision that a hyperdentistry so much easier. So I think the game changer has been technology in every aspect of our life. Um, and, and the ability to communicate so effortlessly, that's helped make the the want of making the patient experience better so much easier because now you've got patients who are consumers who can look online and search for what they want and you can use technology to make their life easier so i think technology hands down has made every aspect of what we do whether it's systemizing our business whether it's better communication with our customers and our team members so much easier and we haven't seen we're only tapping into it it's an exponential growth that's going to happen it's exciting i mean any business um, if you keep doing what you're doing, you know, you'll be considered the, 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 you know, the blacksmiths of, of our area or the taxi drivers of our era. If you're embracing change and innovating, there's a whole untapped potential globally. We're in a global village now where innovation and ideas come from every direction. And I think we're seeing that during COVID. We're seeing people transform their businesses on the, with their backs against the wall on the brink of, of going under. A flourishing. You hear some amazing stories of people using social media. I remember reading a story from someone in um, southeast of Melbourne, who was a greengrocer on the brink of, you know, collapse, and used social media to start delivering to the door fresh fruit and veggies to the customers. Small business, you know, family business that was on the brink of could easily, you know, expect them to just give up. Yep. And they've used technology and the ability to communicate through social media um, and they've transformed what was just, you know, your, your standard greengrocer into a thriving business servicing people yeah. uh, and getting a better service than they would have ever have done beforehand. So I think COVID is giving us a reality check, but it's also giving us a gift for those who want it to look at your business and transform it. And we're doing it and seeing it in dentistry. There's technology where we can remotely monitor patients with things like dental monitoring, which I've been a KOL for this international company. And it is transforming. The first COVID, it forced us to place our patients monitoring online. Yeah. And we've we'll been flourishing ever since. Um, in that aspect, don't get me wrong, it's been a struggle. And dentistry, you can't do dentistry without seeing patients physically but you want to look at how you can innovate with technology and technology bar none is transforming our world. Um, Better or worse, it's what you take of it and what you make of it. I think that's probably been the the, the key is, um, I'm not a tech junkie. I just surround myself with people who know technology, but I know what I want and I want to better service my patients and technology is clearly the the game changer, Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that leads me to my next question. So with COVID, everyone in business has made some kind of change in their normal everyday routine or, you know, the way they've structured their team, um, all those little different pieces and, you know, like going online and, and that type of thing. So is there something that you've changed in your business from this change of COVID that you'd actually keep something that you think has, has brought- great yeah,
1: exactly question. Like I just mentioned, the whole dental monitoring services and tele-dentistry, you know, consulting with a patient who's interested in, in, not in pain, pain as well, but we're an aesthetic practice. So patients who are interested in finding out what's possible and having a chat, that's now become a standard approach where even after the first COVID, we were doing online consultations. Um, and presenting case and having all patients down who are doing orthodontic treatment, mandatorily being, you know, downloading an app as part of the service and sending us photos weekly and using AI to track their treatment as well as us intervening. So that to me, I think is the beginning of a new dawning dentistry where we're using technology to monitor patients. And and what I foresee is uh, appointments on demand where patients will pay a subscription fee, download this app and we track them for hygiene, for whitening, and then the app and the AI will inform the patient time for a clean. Yeah. So that's going to transform dentistry. The model of you know coming in every six months will be redefined. The insurance companies developed that. Um, you know you you pay a premium and you're entitled to two cleans a year, but not all of us need a clean every two years. Having technology that can track and identify plaque or soft tissue change better than our eyes can and use that technology to better service the patient. So if a patient needs to clean three or four times a year because of health, oral health needs, fantastic, you have the tool to do that. If you don't, then you're paying a subscription to track how you're going. That to me is the sort of thing that COVID is now gonna to introduce to our profession and, and to the whole, to every aspect. I don't think there's gonna be many aspects of our way of life that won't be impacted, for better or for worse, education, hospitality, tourism, accounting, uh, you know, starting up businesses, we're gonna to have to look at what's our fundamental why, and it should be to service our patients, of course, uh, or service our customers, but we need to think what's, what we want to make our life better and pass that on to them. So I think that's really the fundamentals that we're gonna see, that we're yeah. gonna
0: and it's been massive change for everyone, obviously, in reflection. And, and like we said, you know, all industries, all businesses have had to make some kind of change. So I think you're right from a dental perspective, like it's actually for the better, because if you can actually be monitored, you know, on a more regular basis, even for your hygiene side of, of you know, and, and it's it helps, I think, people in general for, you know, better health better better lifestyle you know if you don't have to run to the dentist
1: i think exactly i think people more than ever now have going to develop a phobia of bacteria and viruses and mask wearing is going to be the norm yeah uh, whether we like it or not we're seeing a shift and a change so i think there's going to be a heightened awareness of health yeah. and if we're using technology that we all trust and data to better service our hygiene needs, we're all living longer. We're all expecting to live with our, with, you know, functional and, and aesthetics of a smile. Um, so we want to make sure we protect it and if we can use an app and AI to support us and partner with that technology to better service the patients and we don't need to see them unnecessarily. And therefore reducing the interaction. I think the dental reception area, a medical reception area is dead, it's redundant. Yeah. Those magazines become a potential risk of cross-contamination with bacteria and viruses and, and the risk. So we're going to see a significant change in how healthcare is served. Yeah. Um, and using technology makes that easier. It makes it more efficient, in fact. Yeah. So we should be embracing the change. And that's why I think COVID, we can all talk about how, how unfortunate it is. Government, I, you know, I wouldn't want to be the government at the moment. No, no matter how hard you look at this and how much you want it, whether you're right or left, it makes no difference. It's a difficult decision to be made. End of the day, we need to play with the rules that are presented in front of us and get on with it. And I think those that sit there complaining and whinging and whining are the same people who don't embrace change. You need to look at this as a huge opportunity, Um, you know, make sure your family and friends are well and then get on with it because we're going to need to support each other, but we're going to still need, you know, services and, 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 and things to buy and things to consume. Um, it's just going to have to be in a world that keeps us safer yeah. um, and we need to make sure we embrace the change rather than complaining about it. It's like like you know, five, six years ago, we saw the strikes from taxi drivers and Uber. It's inevitable progress. Um, so this will create its own uh, requirement for us to act and move forward. Those that embrace change will, will prosper, those that don't will be the same people that complain about the good old days. You know, move on and move forward is what is, is the message. Exactly.
0: And, John, what's a final tip for anyone that's thinking of starting a business?
1: Yeah, look, it comes back to that why. Why are you doing it? Is it this uh, – it's a great book that I've gone back after 10 years and read it again, which is the, um, the e-myth, the entrepreneurial myth. You know, it's all great to start up a business, but just make sure you're doing it for the right reason. So know your why, understand it um and then go for it so don't do it to get rich don't do it um, for money do it for the right reasons Uh, and i think if you do that um, it's it's a rewarding path that you can take you're your own boss you 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 know there's there's ups and downs but do it for the right reason don't do it for a quick a quick get rich scheme because you get found out in any industry those that prosper those that survive those that endure endure because they stay true to their, why they got into it, what they love. If you're passionate about it and if you want to, you know, work on your own hours, you know, have some control in your life, then go for it is what I would say. But be be true to why you're doing it.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Wonderful. So, John, there's many places we can find you. I'm going to pop all those links in the show notes for the listeners because I think um, just personally it's a a wonderful success story from – from where you've come from and where you've gotten to today and and I'm sure there's still quite a journey ahead of you as well so I just wanted to thank you for coming on to the show it's been amazing and hopefully some really good insights for the listeners
1: No pleasure Carrie and you know you leave my details anyone wants to uh, wants to connect and, and 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 I can help more than happy to help and 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 you know spread the word so just stay strong and stay positive and yeah. stay safe for those in, in Victoria at the moment
0: Perfect thanks John Thank you Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast, your home for small business help. If you're looking for support in business, join us on Facebook, Micro and Small Business Support Group. You can find the link on our website, biznation.com.au. Tune into future episodes for more discussions, interviews and many hints and tips to get you all set in your business. Until next time... Stay safe, stay well.